Hello, Syngap land. My name is Michael Gralia, and this is Syngap 10, episode 14. It is the 11th of June, 2021. Your 10-minute update on everything you need to know about Syngap this week. First of all, I want to say thank you to everybody who took those flyers that we sent out last week. Check out episode 13 for me um, showing you those flyers. We sent a flyer to everyone a citizen that helped them say, hey, I love someone with Syngap 1 as a way to raise awareness. And um, I've started to see those pop up on on the internet, on the Facebook. If you want to know what I'm talking about, go to syngap.fun slash love. You can download your own flyer there, laminate it yourself, take some pictures. People are starting to use the hashtag syngaplove. Not, not, not very surprising. Kind of wish I thought of that myself. But hashtag syngaplove. Put those pictures up. Show yourself with somebody you love. And thank you to those who are using it already. Um, it's really great to let people know and a way to unify our community a little bit. Speaking of community, speaking of community, it's like I planned this. We, I had some, I had the great privilege of sitting in a lot of family conversations. And I, I had two this week I wanna share with you. One was a, a, a micro community. I'm learning that micro communities are really effective ways to support parents. So finding people that have something in common and putting them together. And there was one group of moms I was talking to about a week ago, and they were talking about, wow, Pandemic's over. And a number of them had been diagnosed in the past year. And like, pandemic's over, and now we've got to go out. And our kids are so cute, but their behaviors are so challenging at times. And I just, I'm not ready for the questions. I, I, I'm not ready to go out. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That's really articulate. I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but word. Like, it's, it's hard right now, post-pandemic reopening, to go back out with your Syngapian. Because on the one hand, in the pandemic, we were all like, yeah, rest of world, welcome to rare disease living, worried about getting sick, thinking about what you had to do, blah, blah, blah. But now it's like, wow, we have to go back to normal people living and engage with, with this, how do our kids show up in the world and how will the world treat our kids? And I, I, that was a really fascinating conversation. Other one I had, and I had welcome feedback on that. I, that's, I'm throwing that out there because I want to hear what people think of that. I, I thought it was interesting. The other one is so cool. So as you know, SRF has been very focused on um, our natural history study and publishing the list of mutations because the list of mutations is important. I was talking to someone this week about genotype and phenotype. Genotype is what's going on in your gene, right? It's deletion, whatever. Phenotype is how that shows up, like bad seizures, good seizures. There's no such thing as a good seizure. Bad seizures, mild seizures, severe intellectual disability, mild impairment, behavior, sleep, feeding tube, the whole nine yards. And so as we explore genopheno, sometimes we find kids who have the same mutation, same genotype, but very different presentation, different phenotype. And we're like, yeah, maybe there's nothing there. And then sometimes we stumble across things like C33, C333 Dell. There's three threes. And C333 Dell is this incredible mutation where the kids are much more higher functioning than your average Syngapian. And because we did Citizen, because the patients trusted SRF with with their data, and because we got a list of the mutations from um, Citizen, we were like, hey, this is interesting. There's like five C333 Dells here. And... um, and then when, we, when, when, I, when I started saying that in groups and parents started saying, yeah, that's me, that's me, that's me, we were like, wait a second, all your kids are really high functioning. So we, we put them together and there's a little crew that talks about their C333 Dells. And what's amazing is this other mom posted something 
And then one of the moms in the C33 Dell group was like, hey, I recognize that in your, I recognize that thing in the background. Where do you live? Oh, you live close to me? That's crazy. And then because we're so obsessed with mutations, one mom said to the other mom, hey, you have your genetic report? And that just warmed my heart because the normalizing, hey, do you have your genetic report? What's your kid's mutation? I think is, is really important because we have to know that, right? We are all holding our breath and praying for genetic therapies that can increase the supply of Syngap in our kiddos' brains. And, and those therapies will depend on the types of mutations in some cases, right? So understanding what your kid's mutation is, having it committed to memory, knowing the type, and understanding that is so important. And by the way, there's blogs on our, there's how to read your genetic report. We have blogs about this, and actually JR's writing another one that's really, really good. So anyway, mom A says to mom B, hey, do you have a genetic report? And mom B gives it to her, and she's like, holy smokes, that's my kid's genetic, and they live like close, same town. But that's how we build community, my friends, because now these people who have the same genophino, right, are able to talk to each other and compare notes. And, and the mom of a little girl with C333DEL can talk to the mom of another young woman who's 10 years old with C33DEL, and they can compare notes and think about how life's going to work out. This is community making our lives easier. This is why we do this. And community it get, get bigger and bigger. So we, we're all Singapians, right? That's our community. And now we've got the C333DEL micro community. But by the way, I'm wearing my Cure Dravet shirt on purpose for this podcast, because it doesn't really fit anymore, unfortunately. They tend to shrink. No, not you guys, Dravet. It must have been who made him. But anyway, I'm wearing my Cure Dravet shirt on purpose to remind us that we're also part of a bigger community, a rare disease community. And, what, and the reason we want them to cure Dravet is as soon as they cure Dravet, Syngap is next. Because genotypically, it, we're very similar, right? There's a number of ways in which, you know, neurohaploinsufficiency, large prevalence, broad phenotypic spectrum, blah, blah, blah. Please, cure Dravet, because everything you're going to learn curing Dravet, you're going to be turned around and cure Sing Gap. So, but back to my point, community. Our community is thriving. It's growing. People are connecting. People are helping each other. It makes me so happy. I want to put in just a couple advertisements for our blogs. We put up a couple blogs since uh, in the past week. One of them was about life expectancy. A lot of people ask that question. What is my kid's life expectancy? Short answer is we don't know, right? Um, we don't know enough about the natural history of this disease. We don't have enough older patients. Um, of course, if you haven't seen the Karen movie, singap.fun slash Karen with a C. Uh, we know Karen lived till 65. Heck, Karen survived COVID. Karen's a tough cookie. Um, but we also know, and we talk about that in this blog, that people with, with um, genetic epilepsies tend to have slightly shorter life expectancies because their lives are hard and they take a lot of drugs and whatever. So um, check out that blog. That's a cool one. And then we also wrote one about equine therapy, um, singap.fun slash horse, because I'm that creative. And um, that's a good one. If you've got a Syngapian and horse therapy is something that's anywhere near you, I strongly urge you to do it. It's, it's, I don't know a Syngapian that doesn't love it. And this is a great article about that. I'm going to keep moving. Uh, Dr. What else happened this week? Well, Dr. Heller centers her six-month progress report. She's been, she and a postdoc have been cracking for six months. And we got to figure out how to relay that to you. But good job, Dr. Heller. And there's actually a team at UPenn. And, and they're all rock stars over there. And uh, we should talk more about that in another episode. But thank you, Dr. Heller. As a reminder, uh, she shared in her, in her webinar, which you have to watch. That's one of the great webinars. Um, her niece has Syngap. So it's such a privilege for us to be able to support Dr. Heller's work, knowing that she's a Syngap aunt and that she gets it. She understands how important this work is. Speaking of UPenn, uh, the Million Dollar Bike Ride is tomorrow. UPenn does an annual million dollar bike ride, and they match some of the funds that are raised. You have to get into that 
we're going to match your fundraising club. And we're, we're working on it. This is our second year doing MDBR and it's been COVID. It's been rough, but eventually they're going to open those doors and SYNGAP is going to become part of the MDBR family. But right now we're just doing the race to get ready, get it in our system. Aaron Harding, who was our chairman last year and has been a SYNGAP dad and a mentor and a friend to me for, for many years now, um, is leading the charge at MDBR. We are grateful to Aaron um, and we are grateful to that team. And, you know, please support that team. Go to our website and, and donate. Uh, all the funds right now are, are getting credited to the MDBR team. It's, it's awesome. Two more shout-outs. Dr. Koba, we put out a press release. You remember last year we raised funds for Dr. Koba. We awarded those funds. Uh, he's been working on Syngap 1 for some time, but it takes time. to These grants, you'd be amazed how many moving parts there are. you got to legal agreements and wiring funds and all this madness. But we finally got a press release out about Dr. Koba, so we're excited about that. Syngap.fund slash Koba2. Um, we want the world to know the people are working on Syngap. We want the world to know that Dr. Koba is brilliant and we want the world to um, pay attention to our work, which is why we do that. I want to end with um, what I often end with, but it bears repeating, citizen. So this week, Nasha Fitter, who is um, my equivalent at the Fox G1 Foundation and the vice president of Neuro, such a cool title, at Citizen, um, and one of my heroes, um, did a did a... A Rarecast, which is Global Genes Podcast with Daniel Levine. I, I did one, too, at some point. So you might have heard it before. Um, but it's, it's really good. And she talks about Citizen. And she talks about digital natural history. And um, she talks about SRF and Test Research Foundation, who were the leaders of doing rare disease at, at Citizen, um, along with, of course, Fox G1. So thank you so much, Nasha, for, for that great podcast and for giving us a shout-out. Syngap.fun slash RCNF. It's only 20 minutes long. It's Daniel Levine. He's one of the best. Um, check it out. And of course, if you hear that and you're a Syngap parent and you haven't done Citizen yet, guess what, folks? Get on the train, citizen.com slash Syngap1. Citizen has two eyes. It's very confusing. Um, this data platform helps us build community, helps us help our researchers, helps us get this data into the hands of people who are going to use it to make the future better. Thank you so much for listening. Sign up for Citizen and hang in there, team. Our community's growing and we're going to make the future better for our kids. Bye.